Hey, 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 y'all, this your black girl that reads. This your life and relationship coach and speak your truth. This is your girl, Tanetta. I want to welcome y'all to, um, to this podcast episode of Taboo Conversations. This episode is actually going to be part number 23 of the book, The Master Key System. So again, I'm Tanetta Clay, your life and relationship coach and speak your truth, who actually sponsored this podcast. There's going to be a link in the podcast episode um, for my link tree. There's going to be something I want you to pick up called Where Are You? It's a free ebook. That's going to help you figure out where you currently are in life. Like like this book is talking about thinking about the things you've planted in your life, the seeds you planted, whatever you plant grows. And then, of course, they help you figure out where you want to go next. I guess I put it that way. And with the help of this book, all the all the chapters that I have read so far, like I said, that you can definitely learn how to, of course, change your thinking and change your mindset to create a different trajectory for your life. So. Let's go ahead and get into part number 23. Like I said, this is the Master Key System, the book by Charles F. Hennell. And if you haven't already done so, make sure that you're subscribing to this podcast and make sure that you're sharing this out with your tribe, your family, your friends, your coworkers that need to hear this message. So, so let's go ahead and get into introduction to part number 23. <clears throat> In the part which I have the honor to transmit herewith, you will find that money weaves itself into the entire fabric of our very existence that the law of success is service, that we get what we give, and for this reason we should consider it a great privilege to be able to give. We have found that thought is the creative activity behind every constructive enterprise. We can therefore give nothing of more practical value than our thought. Creative thought requires attention, and the power of attention is, as we have found, the weapon of the superman. Attention develops concentration, and concentration develops spiritual power, and spiritual power is the mightiest force in existence. This is the science which embraces all sciences. It is the art which, above all arts, is relevant to human life. In the mastery of this science, in this art, there is opportunity for unending progression. Perfection in this is not acquired in six days, nor in six weeks, nor in six months. It is the labor of life. And y'all heard that nothing comes right away. We got to have patience. It's the labor of life. Not to go forward is to go backwards. That's most definitely. Oh, this powerful already, y'all, Lord. Because if you ain't going forward, of course, like, like I said, you're moving backwards. I love that. I love that little quote right there, actually. It is inevitable that the entertainment of positive, constructive, and unselfish thoughts should have a far-reaching effect for good. Compensation is the keynote of the universe. Nature is constantly seeking to strike an equilibrium. Where something is sent out, something must be received. Else, there should be a vacuum formed. The observance of this rule, you cannot fail to profit in, su in such measure as to amplify, um, amply justify your effort along this line. Trying to turn the page, y'all. <laughs> All right, part number 23. The money consciousness is an attitude of mind. It is the open door to the arteries of commerce. It is the receptive attitude. Desires to track the force which sets the current in motion and fears the great obstacle by which the current is stopped or completely reversed, turned away from us. Fear is just the opposite from money consciousness. It is poverty consciousness. And as the law is unchangeable, we get exactly what we give. If we fear, we get what we get, what we feared. Money weaves itself into the entire fabric of our very existence. It engages the best thoughts of the best minds. We make money by making friends, and we large our circle of friends by making money for them, by helping them, by being of service to them. The first law of success then is service. 
and this in turn is built on integrity and justice. The man who at least is not fair in his intention is simply ignorant. He has missed the fundamental law of all exchange. He is impossible. He will lose surely and certainly. He may not know it. He may think he is winning, but he is doomed to certain defeat. He cannot cheat the infinite. The law of compensation will demand of him an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The forces of life are volatile. They are composed of our thoughts and ideas, and these in turn are molded into form. Our problem is to keep an open mind to constantly reach out for new, to recognize opportunity, to be interested in the race rather than the goal, for the pleasure is in the pursuit rather than the possession. You can make a money magnet of yourself, but to do so you must first consider how you can make money for other people. If you have the necessary insight to perceive and utilize opportunities in favorable conditions and recognize values, you can put yourself in position to take advantage of them. But your greatest success will come as you are enabled to assist others. What benefits one must benefit all. A generous thought is filled with strength and vitality. A selfish thought contains the germs of dissolution. It will disintegrate and pass away. Great financiers are simply channels for the distribution of wealth. Enormous amounts come and go, but it would be as dangerous to stop the outgo as the income. Both ends must remain open, and so our greatest success will come as we recognize that it's just as essential to give as to get. If we recognize the omnipotent power that is the source of all supply, we will adjust our consciousness to this supply in such a way that it will constantly attract all that is necessary to itself, and we shall find that the more we give, the more we get. Giving in this sense implies service. The banker gives his money, the merchant gives his goods, the author gives his thought, the workman gives his skill, all have something to give, but the more they can give, the more they can get, and the more they get, the more they are enabled to give. The financier gets much because he gives much. He thinks he is seldom a man that lets anyone else do the thinking for him. He wants to know how results are to be secured. You must show him. When you can do this, he will furnish the means by which hundreds or thousands may profit. And in proportion, as they are successful, will he, will he, be, a, will he be successful? Morgan, Rockefeller, Carnegie, and others did not get rich because they lost money for other people. On the contrary, it is because they made money for other people that they became the wealthiest men in the wealthiest country on the globe. The average person is entirely ignorant of any deep thinking. He accepts the ideas of others and repeats them in very much the same way as a parrot. This is readily seen when we understand the method which is used to form public opinion. And this docile attitude on the part of a large majority, majority who seem perfectly willing to let a few persons do all the thinking for them is what enables a few men in great many countries to usurp all the avenues of power and hold the, million, the millions in subjection. Creative thinking requires attention. The power of attention is called concentration. This power is directed by will. For this reason, we must refuse to concentrate or think of anything else, of anything except the things we desire. Many are constantly concentrating upon sorrow, loss, or discord of every kind. As thought is creative, it necessarily follows that this concentration inevitable leads to more loss, more sorrow, and more discord. How could it be otherwise? On the other hand, 
when we meet with success, gain, or, or any other desirable condition, we naturally concentrate upon the effects of these things and thereby create more. So it follows that much leads to more. How an understanding of this principle can be utilized in business, I mean, in the business world, is well told by an associate of mine. Spirit, whatever else it may or may not be, must be considered as the essence of consciousness, the substance of mind, the reality underlying thought. And as all ideas are phases of the activity of consciousness, mind or thought, it follows that in spirit and in it alone, it is, is to be found the ultimate fact, the real thing or the ideal. This being admitted, does it not seem reasonable to hold that a true understanding of spirit and his laws of manifestation would be about the most practical thing that a practical person can hope to find? Does it not seem that if the practical men of the world could but realize this fact, they would fall all over themselves and getting to the place in which they might obtain such knowledge of spiritual things and laws? These men are not fools. They need only to grasp this fundamental fact in order to move in the direction of that which is the essence of all achievement. Let me give you a concrete example. I know a man in Chicago whom I have always considered to be quite materialistic. He had made several successes in his life and also several failures. The last time I had a talk with him, he was practically down and out as compared with his former business condition. It looked as if he had indeed reached the end of his rope for he was well advanced into the stage of middle age and new ideas came more slowly and less frequently to him than in former years. He said to me in substance, I know that all things I know that all things that work out in business are the result of thought. Any fool knows that. Just now I seem to be short on thoughts and good ideas. But if this all mind teaching is correct, it should be possible for the individual to attain a direct connection with infinite mind and an infinite mind, there must be the possibility of all goods, of all kinds of goods, good ideas, which a man of my courage and experience could put to practical use in the business world and make a big success thereof. It looks good to me and I'm going to look into it. This was several years ago. The other day I heard of this man talking to a friend. I said, what has come of our old friend X? Has he ever gotten on his free, I mean, feet again? The friend looked at me in amazement. Why, said he, don't you know about X's greatest success? He is a big man in the blank company naming a concern which has made a phenomenal success during the last 18 months and is now well known by reasons of his advertisements from one end of the country to another and also abroad. He is the man who supplied the big idea for that concern. Why he is about a half a million to the, to the good and is moving rapidly toward the million mark. All in the space of 18 months. I had not connected with this man, connected this man with the enterprise mentioned although I knew of the wonderful success of the company in question. Investigation has shown that the story is true and that the above stated facts are not exaggerated in the slightest. Now, what do you think of that? To me, it means that this man actually made the direct connection with the infinite mind, spirit, and having found it, he set it to work for him. He used it in business. Does this sound sacrilegious or blasphemous? I hope not. I do not mean it to be so. Take away the implication of personality or magnified human nature from the conception of the infinite, and you have left the conception of an infinite presence power, the quintessence of which is consciousness. In fact, at the least, spirit. 
As this man, also at the last, must be considered as a manifestation of spirit, there is nothing sacrilegious in the idea that he, being spirit, should so harmonize himself with his origin and source that he would be able to manifest at least a minor degree of its power. All of us do this, more or less. When we use our minds in the direction of creative thought, the man did more. He went about it in an intensely practical manner. All right, y'all, let's take a small break, small advertisement break. Again, this is Tanetta Clay, your life and relationship coach at Speak Your Truth, who sponsored this podcast episode. I have something um, called Where Are You? It's an ebook with a link in the description of this episode. Click that link and go ahead and check out the ebook, Where Are You? There's other resources on there too. Pick them up if you like, that's fine. But I want to point out the ebook, Where Are You? It is free for you to pick up. And that ebook talks about the same thing this is talking about, how you, how your thoughts, have your how your actions, how your thinking, your mindset have created your life up until this point. That's why it's called Where Are You? Then it's helping you figure out where to go after that. I guess I put it that way. In seven key foundational areas, such as relationships, of course, finance and business. I mean, finances, business and career, health and fitness. So like I said, make sure y'all pick that up. So let's get back to chapter number 23 of the Mass Key System. I have not... I have not consulted him about this method of procedure, though I intend doing so at the first opportunity. But he not only drew upon the infinite supply for the ideas which he needed and which formed the seed of his success, but that he also used the creative power of thought in building up for himself an idealistic pattern of that which he hoped to manifest in material form. Adding thereto, changing, improving its detail from time to time, proceeding from the general outline to the finished detail. I judge this to be the facts of the case, not alone from my recollection of the conversation a few years ago, but also because I have found the same thing to be true in the cases of other prominent men who have had similar manifestation of creative thought. Those who may shrink from the idea of employing the infinite power to aid one in the work of the material world should remember that if the infinite objective and the least to such a procedure, the thing can never happen. The infinite is quite able to take care of itself. Spirituality is quite practical, very practical, intensely practical. It teaches that spirit is the real thing, the whole thing, and that matter is the is but plastic stuff. Which spirit is able to create, mold, manipulate, and fashion to it its will. Spirituality is the most practical thing in the world, and not only really an absolutely practical thing that there is. This week, concentrate on the fact that man is not a body with a spirit, but a spirit with a body. And that is for this reason that his desires are incapable of any permanent satisfaction in anything not spiritual. Money is therefore of no value except to bring about conditions which we desire, and these conditions are necessarily harmonious. Harmonious conditions necessitate sufficient supply so that if there appears to be any lack, we should realize that... The idea or soul of the money is service, and as this thought takes form, channels of supply will be open, and you will have the satisfaction of knowing that spiritual methods are entirely practical. So, y'all, here is a quote by Francis Larimer Warner. We have discovered that premeditated, orderly thinking for a purpose matures that purpose into fixed form, so that we may absolutely sure of the result of our dynamic experience. I'm experiment. So we're on to part number 23, answers and questions and answers. Number one, what is the first law of success? Service. Two, 
How may we be of the most service? Have an open mind, be interested in the race rather than the goal, and pursuit rather than possession. Three, what is the result of a selfish thought? It contains the germs of dissolution. Four, how will our greatest success be achieved? By recognition of the fact that it is just as essential to give as to receive. Five, why do financiers frequently meet with great success? Because they do their own thinking. Six, why do the great majority in every country remain that remain the docile, apparently winning tools of the few? Because they let the few do all the thinking for them. Seven, what is the effect of concentrating upon sorrow and loss, moral sorrow and loss? Eight, what is the effect of concentrating upon gain, more gain? Nine, is this principle used in the business of world in the business world? It is the only principle which is ever used or ever can be used. There is no other principle. The fact it may be used unconsciously does not alter the situation. 10. What is the practical application of this principle? The fact that success is an effort, not a cause. And if we wish to secure the effect, we must ascertain the idea or thought by which the effect is created. Powerful, powerful part, Shai. Here's the last um, quote by Disraeli. Nurture your mind with great thoughts to believe in the heroic makes heroes. All right, y'all. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Like I said, y'all, we have one more part left of the book, The Master Key System. That was chapter number 23. Like I said, that was definitely powerful to know that whatever we think we're, we're thinking about our desire and our gain, that's what we're going to get. But if we're thinking about sorrow and lack, that's exactly what we're going to get. So we have to train our minds, keep thinking about the things that we want, the things we want to gain, and the things that we want to accomplish. So um, like I said, I'll join y'all in the next episode. I look forward to seeing y'all in the last final episode in the next um, part of the podcast. And like I said, if you have not heard the um, the other 23 parts of this um, book, make sure that you go back on this podcast and check that out ASAP so that you can get a general, I mean, so that you can get more of understanding of where this book is coming from and where this chapter is coming from too. Again, this is Tanetta Clay. Your black girl who reads that life and relationship coach and speak your truth who sponsors this podcast. And don't forget to click the link in the description of this episode to check out that ebook called Where Are You? That will greatly help you in life. So y'all take care and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Your girl signing off. Peace out.